Oh, this morning we are, um, we come here in the midst of a strange week and um, really a strange day. Things aren't how they should be and yet they are. And this story may strike us in new ways this year. The story of the tomb, we come to the tomb and discover that so much has changed. We come this morning to give up death. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Let us pray. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, I, um, I said this morning at the sunrise service, and I have probably said it a bajillion times, I am not a morning person. Um, and maybe some of you find yourself in that same way. I don't like the morning. Um, I don't like it when someone tells me what time I need to, I don't like it when people tell me what to do anyway, but um, I don't like it when someone tells me what time I need to wake up and it's my alarm goes off. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Anybody else find themselves in the same way? Um, that you just don't like mornings? But when I do get up in the morning, um, and when I find myself maybe awake earlier than I had planned um, or before I thought I might, there's something, there's something about the morning. There's something about the way that things are quiet or the stillness. There's a lot of time to think in the stillness and in the quiet of the morning, listening to the sounds of nature to the birds chirping, to the dogs barking, maybe the sound of slight traffic going by. And those sounds of the morning during this time have changed a little bit. Maybe there are more birds that you hear, less traffic, the church bells, the wind blowing. But there's a lot of time to think in that quiet and the stillness just like the women on the way to their tomb, to the tomb on that first Easter. I wonder what those sounds were like. Were there the sounds of their own footsteps? Were there silent tears? Or maybe even soft sobs? The rustling of the spices or the clanging of bottles? What were those noises, those sounds on that first morning? The world had just changed, but yet they didn't know it quite yet. Their friend, just three days ago, was alive and now was dead. Well, at least they thought he still was dead. Their hope of a Messiah to save them was gone. Instead of celebrating, they were going to anoint a dead man's body. Little did they realize what was going to be waiting or not waiting for them. But I would imagine walking to the tomb that morning, it sort of felt like, like they had gotten kicked in the gut, like the wind was knocked out of them. 
a moment that they felt shaken to their very core. This isn't how I planned this to be. This isn't how this should be. Maybe those are even words that you've spoken this week or today. And the women arrive at the tomb. They couldn't prepare the body earlier because of the Sabbath laws. And so they watched Jesus' body being put in the tomb after his death and the stone rolled in front of it. And they arrive at the tomb ready to anoint and prepare Jesus' body for a proper burial. And when Mary arrives there, she sees that the stone has been rolled away. And in seeing that, I would think that there was probably a little bit of confusion and some anger even. Where is he? Who has done this to him? Who has taken him away? Some frustration and, and even fear. Perhaps this is another part of what's happening. She just doesn't know. And even though Jesus told them that this would happen, no one really expected it. No one saw this coming. The last thing that they were thinking as Jesus was being beaten and mocked and crucified was, oh, this is no big deal. You know, in three days, we're just going to look at this and we're going to laugh. <laughs> That's not what they were thinking at all. That's not how they saw this story. Because everything that they knew of death is that death is permanent. Death is strong. And death sometimes is, is a fear. I mean, it's still the second biggest fear today, right after public speaking. We're scared because this is what we know. And yet the story changed. Something happened that morning that they didn't understand quite yet. And maybe we don't even fully understand right now. So what does resurrection actually do to the world? Well, Hope surprises everyone by coming from the future into the present. God's new world was unveiled in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and our invitation is to be a part of it. Resurrection announces that death is no more, and that anything that belongs to death doesn't have the last word. Greed, violence, abuse, injustice, prejudice, racism, sexism, hate, all belong to death. And they don't have the last word. Resurrection says that the world is not a dark place, but that light pierces the darkness. Resurrection announces that God has not given up on this world because this world matters. Rob Bell, who is an author and a pastor, says it this way, resurrection affirms this life and the next as a seamless reality, embraced, graced, and saved by God. Resurrection says that love wins. Resurrection changes everything. Jesus' resurrection announces that death doesn't have the final word. That even though death is all around us, and sometimes that just feels suffocating, the breath of God is closer than you think. A mighty rushing wind breeze, the breath, the ruach. And that breath, that wind, that spirit invites us to give up death and embrace a new message. 
a message of life, of hope, of love. What do you do with a message like that? It might take some time to come to grips with it. You know, when I think about Easter, and maybe when you think about Easter, I think about the ways that we celebrate, especially in, in worship, that we celebrate with a lot of celebration and pomp and circumstance, which is truly valid. And it's a wonderful way to celebrate this Easter. But that first Easter, there were no trumpets. There were no flowers. There were no big parties. Instead, there was a lot of grief and confusion, and maybe even a lot of silence, just trying to figure it all out, not knowing what had just happened, or why, or how, or what. Now, the advantage that we have over the disciples and over Mary is that we've heard the whole story. We know the ending because we know that Jesus is alive. And it's a beautiful story and one to celebrate, but they don't. They're still trying to make sense of it in the middle of it. And so this morning, I wonder, did that first Easter maybe feel a little bit like this morning? A little strange? A little confusing? maybe disorienting or even uncomfortable. This isn't how this was supposed to be. Or maybe you're even trying as the, to do the best you can to make things seem normal or seem ordinary. Trying to make sense out of all of this, trying to find meaning in the midst of confusion, in the midst of grief looking for hope. What we're currently going through is a death. And that may sound dramatic. And yet, there are things that will never be the same. Some things that have been changed forever. And we may not know yet what that means or what that looks like. But resurrection only happens when there's been a death. Perhaps you can sense what some of those things might be for you or for your family, for our community, for our church, for our world. And it's also okay if you don't know. You don't know what the meaning might be. Maybe you're like Peter and the other disciple. You see something is different, but you don't yet know what it means. Easter always reveals itself. New life always shines through. Hope is always real. And love always, always wins. In that morning when Mary approached the tomb of Jesus, she approached this tomb, this place of death. It was the place where the dreams of her friend died the place where her hope for the world died. And when she got there, the stone was rolled away and suddenly so much more was possible. Life was possible. Hope is real. 
even though hope is sometimes really scary. It promises things that sometimes we can't even imagine. It threatens to change everything. We are Easter people every day because this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the new day. The day that tells us there is something new in creation. The kingdom of God is bursting through now and invites us to join in, not just once a year, but in every moment, in every breath, in every step. We live in a world where resurrection has happened. We live in a world where eternity has broken into our world. We live in a world where the message of hope rings that love always wins. And Mary, she finally recognizes Jesus as he says her name, Mary. Sometimes we're so clouded by death that we can't see hope staring right at us, having been with us the whole time, speaking our name, Mary, calling us to look for life, embrace life, Live life. Don't be afraid to trust hope, even when death is all around you. I have seen the Lord, and so have you. Share the ways that you have seen the Lord, that you have seen hope, that you've seen new life, that you have seen resurrection. Christ the Lord is risen today. Alleluia, alleluia, and amen. Amen. Okay, resurrection always makes me a little weepy. But it's also something to celebrate something that has changed everything about who we are, everything about creation. And love always wins. Alleluia, alleluia, and amen. <laughs>